live from Pepsi Studios in Scottsdale, Arizona, it's the Hospitality Hangout featuring the restaurant guy and the finance guy. Jimmy, we had an amazing show because we are at IFMA, the International Food Manufacturing Association President's Conference in Scottsdale, Arizona. Jimmy, we got an amazing show. Where are you? I'm down in Miami. I'm down on Brickle, Brickle Island. I'm down here for the Global Restaurant Leadership Conference. But clearly, we said IFMA, Perry, Trump's anything I'm doing. So I'm coming your way via this fantastic Let's video connection off, to make Jimbo. sure I'm part of this. Kick it it's off, all man. All right, listen, I want to welcome our guest more formally to the Hospitality Hangout, a hospitality-focused podcast where the founders of Brandon Hospitality Ventures share their insights and bring technology and innovation leaders that are making things happen in the industry we love. My name is Jimmy Frischling, otherwise I was a finance guy, and I'll reintroduce my brother, Mr. Michael Schatzberg, otherwise known as the restaurant guy. And thank you for that kind introduction, Jimmy, and uh, my friends out there call me Shatsy. And we are the we are the voices behind branded hospitality ventures. We are the intersection of hospitality, technology, innovation, capital, and all things food service and Nestle related today. Jimmy, we have an incredible guest, an incredible show. Kick it off, Jimbo, and introduce our illustrious guest. Yes, we are very excited for today's episode. We have the privilege of having our friend, Mr. Perry Mille, president and CEO of Nestle Professional Wait, USA. Say that again, Jimmy. Just say that again, because I got to hear that again. What is he again? President and CEO of Nestle Professional USA. Oh, I got to tell you, you oh. all, you had no idea. Like it, it, Perry had to lose a bet to basically do this show with us. He we basically had to keep wagering. And eventually he said, fine, enough's enough. I'll do the show. Leave me Just alone. leave me alone. No, we're super excited to have Perry on the show. So listen, why don't we kick it off before we anger his bodyguard floor. Before we jump into the, the episode and bring Perry in, we release our podcast on Tuesdays. We call it Trivia Tuesdays. That is nowhere in conflict with Taco Tuesdays. We leave that for other people. Hey, by the We're way, just, Taco Tuesday, did you see that case was settled? Yes. Taco yes. Tuesdays, anybody's Taco Tuesday. Anybody can use it. So I, I feel bad Taco for Taco Tuesday. Taco Tuesday, you can say as much as you want, Jimmy. I feel and bad for Taco John, but that, 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 that's a story for a different day. But okay. listen, for those of you who don't know, Chats is very good at, the, at our trivia game. We present to you two truths and a not truth, which a, a not truth is also known as a lie. Okay. okay. I'm going to give you three facts about our friend Perry. Two are true. And one is, let's say, less true. Here we go. Fact one. Perry is an accomplished fisherman. Hmm. Fact two. Perry is a pilot of his very own float helicopter. I don't even know what Fact a float three. helicopter is. Harry's favorite dish is Henny Arabiata. I had to practice Arabata. That's spicy. Okay. It, Fact one, accomplished fisherman. You. Fact two, has his own float helicopter. I agree Fact, with that because I just asked him what it was and he answered. So he definitely yes. is. Yeah, that, that's called that's called cheating, chat. That that is how is that it is cheating? I'm using the, the, the information that's given to me. Okay, anyway, fact three was his favorite dish, penne arrabbiata. Stick around to the end of the episode, and we will reveal the two truths and the less than truth. Shatsy has a very good batting average, okay? But stick around to the end. All right, Shatsy, let's bring our friend Perry to the episode before people listening don't even think he's on the show with us. Well, Perry, before we formally introduce you, we'd like to really let our listeners know, how did our guest become the president and CEO of Nestle, how did that happen? So you're in college, you're in Ontario, Canada. It's cold out there, it's cold. Then you're thinking, chocolate, 
I need to be warm. And then you go to work for a hotel company. I don't know why, but you did. You went to IHG. You're in the hotel business. In Canada, it's cold. It's cold there and it's hotels and it's 12 years there. Then you say, no, this is not for me. I want to go to Nestle. I like hot chocolate. Is that out of things? It was for the hot chocolate, that's for sure. <laughs> but, you know, for people that know me, I grew up in the industry, especially in food service, that's what I'm talking about. And it's really been a passion of mine for people that know me. It's in my DNA. As you guys know, it's got to be in your DNA. Look, all our great guests that have been on the podcast with you and everyone that you work with. But I enjoy making the highest impact in this industry. So I really enjoyed it. And one of the partners we were working back then was Nestle as a supplier. And, and so at the end of the day, I was a pretty big customer of theirs in the hospitality industry. And then one thing happened uh, to another and I joined Nestle in 1994 and it's taken me around the globe with them. And hey, if I didn't join Nestle, I wouldn't be here today with you guys. Oh, thank goodness. Thank goodness. You like hot chocolate. <laughs> right, Jimmy? Could you imagine? No, that's hey. awesome. 30 years, Nestle. All right, listen, let's kick things off with some unbreaking news. We may, we may not be the first to announce this. Generally, we do come first. We beat CNBC almost all the time. But for the first time, we're discussing it on the pod. So it's breaking news here. You are just awarded the IFMA, the International Food Manufacturing Association, Larry O'Dirkfell Award, which pays tribute to individuals who put forth substantial determination and demonstrated leadership that results in significant impact on the food service industry. I mean, I can't think of anyone more deserving than you. You're 30 years at Nestle. I mean, you really, you're an inspiration to everybody. Talk to me. What does it mean to win the IFMA Larry O'Dirkfell Award? Well, first, Chef Kid, Jimmy, I, I want to first thank you for having me on the podcast. But tough getting me here, but here I am. And yes, very honored to be receiving the award. The industry is so incredible uh, to all of us. And to be nominated for my impact on the IFMA board and the industry really means a lot to me. And for those who know me, I really try to stay behind the scenes and let my team shine uh, for us in the industry. So it's, it's a big passion of mine developing our people and putting our people front and center all the time. But I truly believe that the community of FMA and your podcast audience will set the future of this industry, not only to drive new and impactful outcomes for our people, but also for our business. So our industry needs us now more than ever to lead the way forward. And the timing of this award for me and being honored from a leadership standpoint is truly, truly special. Yeah, and La I mean, and Larry has really done an incredible. I mean, to have a, it's great that a, an award named after him, and then you get the award. I think it's very appropriate. I mean, because he has really done amazing things for this organization that's been around for, I don't know, since like the eighteen hundreds or something like that. It's it's been around something like it's like three hundred years old, Jimmy. It's one of the oldest uh, no, nonprofits in the world, I think. Congrats on con con I certainly up, Jimmy, con congrats. Uh, I know you did, Jesse. No, congrats, Barry, <laughs> on on the award and truly on everything that you and your team are doing for the industry. And I know you're a, as you said, prefer to be behind the scenes, let other people be out in front. There's a humility that comes with that. I also think there's that that comes from a place where one is confident in what they're doing to know they can effectuate such changes and goodwill from the position of taking a little somewhat behind the scenes look. But, but, and Chatsy certainly doesn't even help when he talks about Nestle as a hot chocolate company, because I think people too often have no idea of both the breadth and depth 
of what Nestle has to well, do. So allow me last night, Jimmy, let me tell you something. You would have seen all the things Nestle, do, uh, yep. Nestle does. Because right. it really, they touch, I think they really touch everything. Everyone eats and drinks. I think yep. every day, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, there's something Nestle there. I don't think and, they and really realize it. Right. I don't think they, and that's what I wanted to share at Nestle professional. You guys are more than just food. And, and again, this is sort of a very personal and real experience to our listeners, Shatsy, myself, Julie, Julie, and the team have gotten to know Perry and his team really over the course of the last year or so. And that, that Nestle is committed to experimenting and exploring and fueling the growth of our industry. They are not just a, a participant, but truly taking a leadership role. And we saw that down at Prosper as they think about how to create the Prosper accelerators and and develop talent. But you guys partner across the industry's value chain, piloting new horizon technology, new business models, how you can deliver scale and value to your customers, to the consumers, to the food service industry. Can you share with us a few ways that you and the team at Nestle are exploring and really validating the future of food service? Because I think that's really, if I could say one thing which people may not understand, is Nestle is actually, despite the size and history, it's really focusing on the future of this industry. And maybe you can share a little bit about that. Sure. Thanks, Jimmy. And absolutely, from our business in the food service out of all area of the industry, we're surely entrepreneurs, as both Shatsky and yourself, Jimmy, are. But from an SD professional standpoint, you know, we have a mission and we usually say making more possible. So we're always looking at making more possible for you, the operator, our customer, our partner. And we basically help fuel the growth across the industry. And being with branded hospitality gives us that platform as we're doing today and, and the work we've done with you in the past year. And also we explore to validate the future food service in three ways. First, in the kitchen, as you talked about, uh, Jimmy, is a footprint transfer transformation that we're doing. We work with our operators and technology providers to understand what the capabilities they need based on the food service footprint of tomorrow. And these forward-thinking food service kitchen footprints could include component assembly cooking for limited seating, for the double drive-throughs, on-the-go, virtual food poles, and more. And then second, automation of robotics. We partner with operators and partners to validate the role of automation on the last mile delivery for our operators. And we test and learn quite a bit with our operators directly with them to provide the best in class food and beverage accessibility to our consumers for when they want it and however they want it. It's very, very important. These technologies include drones, robotic delivery optimization, self-ordered kiosks, lockers, fresh vending, and more. And then third is the experimental side of things where we explore differentiating value-added innovative services to support our operators across the value chain. These services could include robotic to market disruptors, online marketplace, hyper-personalization of your menus in the restaurants and breakthrough digital content and a lot more that yeah. we do for our operators. I think that's, that's awesome. You know, I kid around when I talk about, you know, the hot chocolate and the, and of course the, the Nestle, the, uh, the crunch bar, one of my all time favorites, but clearly you guys are doing, I mean, you know, we know you, the consumer knows you for, for all of the cookies and the chocolates and the sauces and even mac and cheese and things like that. But you guys are really doing a lot with innovation and technology and robotics. And I think a big buzzword now, all we hear about 
is AI. Everyone is just saying AI. Jimmy is actually renaming himself AI officially. He is now calling himself AI. So that is, that is breaking news. But in all seriousness, can you share a little about how AI and automation is playing a role with Nestle in the future and, and, your, and the future of Nestle and what you guys are doing? You know, for, I'll start first by saying this. His, we never just started. We've been doing this all along for, you know, 20, 30 years. And, and for sure, for the, when I moved here in North America in, in 2010, it's really about getting close to the operator, understanding their needs. But one thing I'll start with, I was reading a recent report from the NRN on the future of restaurants and technology. And a key takeaway for me was that 96% of operators say technology is critical in meeting the key business objectives, including purchasing decisions, cooking methods, and then the kitchen footprints that we talked about earlier, but tech forward restaurants. And what I mean by that at Table State, none of us in this industry will be able to compete long-term without embracing it. So we want wow. to explore ways to help our operators with ideas to drive traffic, help their bottom line and provide solutions and services beyond the products. So we play a role here with our partners, with the industry across the value chain, not only to ensure our product platform and how it performs, but the environment consumers are demanding for. I mean, it's, it's just unbelievable what has changed through the pandemic and in regards to the type of food and beverage that is being demanded by a consumer by virtual food halls, fast fine dining now, utilizing technology for great food, grab and go, food walkers, automated assembly systems that can go on and on. Would be in the chippy and even the stir fry robot that I saw at Prosper. That was amazing. And that thing was making stir fry, was making me hungry. It was awesome. I mean, yeah, Jimbo, it's, it's the real deal, man. Real deal. And you have to make food with, you know, hundred percent natural ingredients that gives it actually an extra flavor, taste and values. Real deal. So you saw some of the robotics working, you saw some of the equipment. That's why I enjoyed visiting Atlas Tech. I, I, I had the opportunity yeah, to go sure. down there yeah. a month ago, just to see what was going, what you guys are doing. It's brilliant. Yeah. So we invite our operators to join us and partner with us to accelerate and design solutions that makes more possible, not only for their operation and for their people, but most importantly for the patron. That's I love awesome. it. I love it. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it, great stuff. So listen, I, I like to say that Brandon is, um, I like to say Brandon's pretty Jimmy. What do you think about that? What's that, Chatsy? Future of food. Nestle, professional, futureofood.com. No, no, Jimmy, leave the jingling to me. I'll leave the jingling to you. Future of food. I like it, Chatsy. If there's one constant in the restaurant industry, it's change. Whether you're a growing brand trying to build cutting-edge experiences for your guests or a national leader with thousands and thousands of stores looking to update your tech stack, well, Toast brings together proven technology, expertise, and innovations you need to drive change and spark growth. That's right. Drive change and spark growth. From front of house to back of house and everything in between, corporate teams franchisees, enterprise brands, mom pops, SMBs, you name it, everyone is loving Toast. With over 100,000 operators using Toast, you know, you know it's the best POS out there. And many more trust Toast to help them stay ahead of the curve and thrive in this changing restaurant world that we love. To learn more about Toast, go to toasttab.com. That's Toast. 
tab.com. And I got to tell you, you're going to love it. Mention Shatsy, and I think they're going to give you some crazy discount. That is an awesome. Go, go off the next right, what, I, what I was What I was going to say is I take great pride that Brandon is plugged into this industry. We, we do a lot. We got a big flywheel, and we really are in the weeds of this industry. All of that is a somewhat of a disclaimer that I recently put my foot in my mouth by oh, accidentally sharing some breaking news about Perry potentially prematurely. So I'm there's dinner. I'll, I was at dinner like last and month. And the dinners. So I'll continue to apologize. Like but 20 people at dinner. Nice job. But baby. today, today. Foot in mouth. I am told that I, I have double checked with Julie, our producer, and with absolute clarity before? and permission, with permission. I'm able to share that after 30 years at Nestle, Perry, you will be retiring. So now that is being said with permission, double checked. But can you tell us a little more about about your retirement, what it's going to look like for you? And if you have any plans for what might be next. Yes, I know. (laughs) uh, He broke the news at a dinner in front of a lot of operators and my own team. So it's okay. It was okay. Jim, loose, loose lips stink ships. <laughs> he always, he always says it's Shaxi. But by the way, I keep the secret. Okay, it's white hell that can't keep the secret. Okay, must have been that crystal ball. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So the rumor's true. After thirty years in Nestle, I, I'm retiring at the end of the year. But having said that, I have so much passion for the industry. You guys know that. That yeah, you'll certainly see me involved in many aspects of it where I can help, and but just in a diff- different capacity. So. I'm not going away. You'll still hear her and see me, and maybe we'll do some more podcasts together. There's gonna be, I, I actually feel there's going to be a lot to cover. I can't wait to see this the oh. next the next chapter or yeah, the, next the next chapter in in your in your show. It's going. I think it's, I think the next will be great as well. Whatever that might look like, Jimbo. Oh yes, it's your cue now. Sorry, that's me. Oh, I'm sorry. We're I kicking it to talk. All choked up. I think he's getting all choked up. I think I got all choked really up. Choked up with retirement. Listen. Listen, Shatch and I love the podcast. We love bringing friends and guests on and talking and asking questions. But we learned along the way, sometimes uh, our friends and guests have questions for us. So let's kick off talking back. Perry, we're going to let you ask us a question or two. As I like to say, nothing's off the table. Perry, my friend, the microphone is yours. Well, thank you. I think it's an easy question. I don't know if anyone's ever asked you, but well, you know, from the moment I you know, met you guys, which was great. And sometimes you trip into friendship that we have, but you know, I, I always thought that I heard about the podcast and told me about all this branded hospitality podcast. And I thought myself, when and why did you start the podcast? Like how did you trip into that? We needed a I like that question to get you on some. So we started with the idea that how do we get Harry? In front of how do we in front of Perry? So no, all kidding aside, Jimbo, you want to take it? Sure, I'm happy to. At the end of the day, we are first and foremost we we own and operate restaurants in New York City, but Brandon Hospitality Group is focused on investing in tech and innovation that is operator first, operator centric things that are good for the operators. We think too many technologists have entered this space without having an appreciation or understanding really for the workflow and the uniqueness of this industry. And I like to say that I can't think of another industry with a manufacturing facility sits on one side of a wall and sometimes not even a wall from the retail facility and the workflow. But at the end of the day, this operator centric view had a lot to do with 
really being a boaster and a very positive voice for the industry. And we started to develop the idea of a podcast and we weren't really sure where it would go, but we always had friends and some of the CEOs of our partner companies that would come on the show. And we're about 160 episodes in. And I realized it's become a great tool for us to invite guests, friends, new friends we haven't met yet, and talk about the industry. And always, look, the industry is not perfect. We're not perfect. But at the end of the day, we think it's a very special place. As you said, you got bit by that bug a long time ago, and it never left you. Well, you said I think at, what the, at, the, at the RLC today, Jimbo, you said that the, the, the panel today, five people, all of them started in like a, either a dishwasher. Or the opening tender. session, five MVP, five elite executives, all five started in a, as an hourly worker on the floor of a restaurant back decades ago. I think it's a really special industry. So the podcast, the newsletter, and the way we approach conferences is always to, at the end of the day, try to bring a positive and insightful view and maybe along the way, educate people on what it takes for this industry to really work. You know, we're the second largest private employer in the United States. We're not a small industry. Maybe it's everyone's first job. Maybe it's everyone's at one point part-time gig. And for a lot of people, it proves to be a career and what a special career it can be. So I think for us, there's a lot of other podcasts and a lot of other ways people approach dissecting this. For us, it's about the people. It's about having a good time because I think that that should be part of a hospitality you know, DNA or the, the way we think about this business. Let's make sure we're trying to have some fun, but then also make sure we're showing the industry the interesting folks that make it go. So I don't know if that answers your question, but it started out with the idea well, Jimmy, that- Jimmy, we don't have any more time for it to continue. So it oh, didn't sorry. answer the question. It's long enough and we, we got the point. I think we got the message after 15 minutes of very quick. One simple question. Why did you start the podcast 30 minutes later? It's still going out about the podcast. I really enjoyed the question. I was very excited. I mean, honestly, if Barry's hungry, we got to go eat lunch. Listen, <laughs> I would say last thing. We call it the, it's the side of the podcast. The podcast about nothing. Okay, but be enjoying it. And everybody takes a little nugget away. But I got to tell you something. Listen, Perry, you know a little something about food and the cost. Of it. Jimmy, I think, knows a little something about it. Okay, so we're going to play a little head-to-head spices, right? Are you ready? Okay. okay, I'm ready. We are basically going to have prices right. Rules are in effect. You cannot go over. I'm going to have you bid on something. And this something is, okay, the Tim Hortons Coffee and Donut Sampler. Jimmy, very familiar with that. And uh, Perry, Tim Hortons, Canadian brand. I'm sure you're very familiar with it. Yes. Okay. But are you familiar with the Saddle River, New Jersey, Tim Hortons? I've been to one. Okay, good. Then you'll know the pricing. All right, Jimmy, <laughs> you're in trouble. It looks like this will be ready for this one, okay? Yes, what do you got? Yeah. Without going over, can you tell me the closest price to the sample, which includes a half a dozen donuts and a medium hot coffee? From Saddle River, New Jersey, Tim Horton's Coffee and Donut Sampler. Perry, what is your guest in dollars and cents without going over? Well, I know a six pack of donuts is eleven forty two, eleven dollars forty two cents, and a coffee is a dollar forty nine. Well, I don't really have to look that up. So, a dollar forty two, a dollar forty one. Jimmy, twelve, thirteen dollars and change. Yeah, Kumbo, you're in trouble. <laughs> I'm in a lot of trouble. So the the key is to go a penny above. Or a penny below. I mean, I, I mean who knew that Perry knows the Tim Horton? No tip, Benson. No tip. 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 
All right. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to say that Perry hasn't been to Saddle River in the last maybe couple weeks to a month. There's been a huge surge in pricing. So I'm going, I'm going 1350. I'm going over 1350. I got to tell you, Jimbo, we don't get a lot of people who win like we, they, like within a couple of pennies, we give you, you win the whole showcase showdown, <laughs> right? $12.98. Perry is the winner. I mean, <laughs> unbelievable. I mean, he had, the, he had a half a dozen dollars and a coffee down to the penny. <laughs> I mean, honestly, oh yeah, Jimmy, I don't know how that happened. You had no, you had no chance on that one. No chance on that one. <laughs> All right, listen, let's go right back into right. Uh, by the way, Perry, you win the entire showcase showdown. What do you win? Johnny, tell me. Perry, you win an uh, all-expense great trip to Hawaii for our family of four. Oh, my goodness. Oh, yes. That's going to be awesome. Let's go right into uh, Trivia Tuesday, Jimbo. Trivia Tuesday. Okay. At the top of the show, please remember, we gave three factoids about our friend Perry. Fact one, Perry's an accomplished fisherman. Fact two, Perry is a pilot of his very own float helicopter. Fact three. Perry's favorite dish is Penny Arabiata. Shat, care to I guess? I got this one. Yeah, I think I got it nailed. I mean, I think he chirped on the float helicopter because I didn't know what that was, and he did. And 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 he loves food. And I I I, I had dinner with uh, with Perry or sat next to Perry at dinner not that long ago. And he he really loves food, and he he knows a lot of like things about food, like weird things about food, you know. So I, I'd say. I mean, he might be a fisherman, but I don't think he's an accomplished fisherman. You know, anyone can be a fisherman. I mean, you throw a, a, a fed, but I don't think he's an accomplished fisherman. I don't know what that means, but I don't, I think that's the lie. All right. Perry, what do you got for us? I love and enjoy bass and trout fishing, so I enjoy it. I'm very good at it. I love Penny Adabiata. Fantastic. I wish I could fly a float helicopter that I can get to my favorite uh, fishing spots, but I just not able to get that helicopter. So it was the float helicopter. You fooled me. You tricked me. He fooled me, you. Man. You tricked me. Oh man. I thought he I didn't had trick him. He didn't trick him. He just knew what a float helicopter just, was. Yeah. yeah, but I just figured if he knew what it was, he'd probably fly with it. I mean, you know, it's all right. Listen, I got to tell you, I'm I know what an airplane is. is. <laughs> yeah. I, say, I want it to say low. It's so, so that means you can probably fly. What is somebody doing? <laughs> already All right, there we go. Yeah, we, we, got, we got people calling it. All right, Jimmy, I got to tell you, I'm not doing well on that. Let's just jump right into the branded quick fire. Yes. Branded quick fire, Arizona edition, IFMA. Here we go. Perry, five let your questions. Don't think too hard. Here we go. Ready? Golf. Do you make it all the way to the 18th hole or prefer to enjoy yourself at the 19th hole? Some of my friends and also some of my people out. Uh, that I work. Don't like golf with it because I love to stop on the night hole and enjoy cold one lunch and a cigar. You know what? I gotta be honest with you, Perry. We would have a great time golfing because you know what? Twelve holes is a number. Eighteen's yeah. too many. And by the way, I like sitting at the turn and eating. And everyone says, "Oh, you got to tee off. You got to tee off." The, the, why do they to turn? I want to stay there. I'm with you. We're gonna be playing golf. What is your favorite food city? Singapore. And I really love eating at, you know, a lot of people don't know this, but I love eating at Hawker Centers. I love eating at Hawker's. My there at Hawker's, if you're ever in Singapore, go to the Hawker Centers. I love chicken rice, uh, pork ribs, and deep fried carrot cake. My favorite. I can't wait. I believe that FS Tech is, yeah, me neither. FS Tech, I think, is going to Singapore like in 24, 25. Yep. And I think Jimmy and I are going to go there. So we're really excited because I've never been. What is your favorite place to travel? Well, Italy. Of course, I'm Italian. Not that I don't like 
probably any other place, but a lot of them are in the middle. Hey, you can't go wrong with Italy. I got to tell you, it really is yeah. the best place. Jimmy and I have a special place in, in, in our riddle as well. Yeah, right, here we go. If you want to challenge Jimmy or I to a classic game of Connect Four, Connect Four, we have better odds of beating Connect Four. Better odds? Of- I think I'm not going to even hesitate. I would say both of Look at that, Jimbo. <laughs> what do you think, Jimmy? I you know what? Tell you. Perry's not the first guest to respond to a question of who would you, who would have better odds of beating of saying both. You. both. both. <laughs> he's not, he's yeah, not the first. to play a little Connect Four. We got Connect Four in the office. Uh, yeah. I, I, if Perry comes to you, we're bringing him up to the office. We're going to look Connect Four toward him. Shatsy, I, I think when we all play together, he's going to realize he has a better chance of beating you. Because when you play Connect Four, when you win... You yell out, you sank my battleship. You don't even know what the game is. Like, we know no, what it's about. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but I'll accept the answer. You know, but, uh, by the way, you guys are both shaming me, and I don't like Okay, I'm being shamed. I'm, I'm, podcast shaming is what this is called. Am I podcast right, Podcast shaming. Yeah, you sank my battleship. Take it home, Jimbo. Take it home. All right, Perry, with, no, we really, we do want to thank you. And all kidding aside, and we joke around, and we have a good time together. But we want to thank you so much, not just for joining us today, but for sharing some great insights and and really for the tremendous work that you and your team have done and continue to do for this industry that we love. You're sprinting into the finish line of your career at Nestle because you continue to open new doors and chart new waters and you're putting a lot of people in a position to do some great things. So even as you as you bring this time in Nestle to a close, you're doing it at the highest level possible, which surprises no one who knows you. For those listeners who would like to get in touch with Perry directly, you can email the podcast have, team. Floor cell phone. I'll give Floor cell phone out. Yeah, I'm sure she'd that appreciate they, that. They, and they, she, they can call Floor and then Floor can connect with Perry. Yes. What's yes. Floor alternatively, cell phone? Alternatively, you can email the podcast team at podcast at brandestrategic.com and we'd be happy to make the uh, connection introduction for you. And it goes without saying to our listeners, We want to thank you so much for tuning in. We know there are literally hundreds of thousands of podcasts out there. And the fact that our subscriber base continues to grow exponentially is something we never take for granted. And we truly appreciate. If you haven't signed up, Jimmy. Yeah, because we have getting we're getting great guests. But if you hadn't signed up already, please, please subscribe so you don't miss out on any of our our great guests coming up later this year. So again, this is Jimmy Frishing, your finance guy, with great appreciation to our friend Perry for joining us on the hangout today. And I'll pass it back. Shatsy to you to close us out. Thank you. It's Shatsy, the restaurant guy. Appreciate everybody. Real quick, just want to remind everybody out there that if you haven't already checked out, we get the, the hospitality headline every Saturday morning. It is now coming out earlier by popular demand. We were sending it at 7 a.m. What we've realized that people don't sleep that much. And we send it out now like 5 32 a.m. And it's getting like ridiculous amount of people are reading it at that hour. So I don't know what it is, but it seems like a lot of people are drinking a lot of coffee and they're up really early now because so hospitalityheadline.com. Check it out. It's a great read. I think you'll love it. Cheers, everybody. Cheers, guys. Thank you so much. If there's one constant in the restaurant industry, it's change. Whether you're a growing brand trying to build cutting-edge experiences for your guests or a national leader with thousands and thousands of stores looking to update your tech stack, well, Toast brings together proven technology, expertise, and innovations you need to drive change and spark growth. That's right. Drive change and spark growth. From front of house to back of house and everything in between, 
corporate teams, franchisees, enterprise brands, mom pops, SMBs, you name it, everyone is loving Toast. With over 100,000 operators using Toast, you know, you know it's the best POS out there. And many more trust Toast to help them stay ahead of the curve and thrive in this changing restaurant world that we love. To learn more about Toast, go to ToastTab.com. That's ToastTab.com. And I got to tell you, you're going to love it. Mention Shatsy, and I think they're going to give you some crazy discount. 